Hey, people, Damon D here. Welcome to the Under Review Show. Wow, happy Friday. We're mid-April. Uh, the sun's coming out. The birds are chirping. Uh, baseball's running. We got hockey heading into the playoffs. Basketball heading into the playoffs. We got the NFL draft coming up. The freaking Kentucky Derby is in two weeks. Man, we got a busy we got a busy couple of weeks ahead of us here. And uh, I am here to keep you updated on, well, on everything, basically. On anything you can bet on. I'm here to let you in on what's going on. Um, of course, I am Damon D., what I would call your, uh, your sports betting compatriot. I am here for you and with you to take you through everything sports betting every single week. Every week, maybe sometimes multiple times a week, depending on what's going on. Uh, we got some wild stuff happening this weekend. Um, we got a weird fight. We're gonna, this is what we're going to cover here a little bit. Um, we're going to do some uh, some Askren versus Jake Paul uh, props. We're going to go through that. Um, of course, this podcast, the Under Review Show, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. So BetOnline, uh, they feed us all the numbers. They feed us the stats. They feed us the numbers. They feed us the odds. Uh, shit, they make odds up for us if we want them to, if we ask them to. They're, they're an unreal uh, uh, sports betting partner in this, and we encourage you, of course, to go uh, pay, patronize their their site if you want to get in on any of the stuff we talk about here. And of course, once again, all of the odds and props are all from their sports book because um, they're nice enough to not only share those with us, but keep us up to date and uh, and keep us informed on the happenings and the goings on. Um, I, of course, um, am here and available for you. We're available for you on Spotify, on uh, uh, iTunes, podcast, podcasting, the uh, Podcast One podcasting network. We're on there. We're all over the place. So you can find us. Make sure you subscribe and, uh, and you get this to your inbox every single week, sometimes multiple times a week. Um, let's get into it. We're going to talk a few uh, as we lean into the season. I want to go through a couple of things real quick here. Uh, we just uh, passed the NHL trade deadline. Um, some teams made a few moves here, but some of the big, this is what happens in the NHL. NHL is really, uh, it's, it's more of a predictor it's like, you know, in basketball, they can, you can move a player around and they can all go to the nets and, and, and you can create a super team. Um, it doesn't really happen the same way in hockey. What hockey you've seen happens near the end of the trade deadline is, is you have the teams that are like you decide. You make a decision at that point in the season um, of, of what's going to go down. Whether you're, you're going for it or you're like, you can't, there's a lottery, so you can't really tank in the NHL, which is kind of sad, but because I'm all about the tank. But. Um, you decide whether you're you're just going to bolster. You're going to call some kids up uh, for the last bit of the season to get them some experience in the big show. Uh, what your strategy is as not a major Stanley Cup or playoff contender, and then you do the other side of things where you have teams that'll just like boom, they'll just add th- those pieces. Right? They spend the whole season um, saying, "Okay, we're making a run. We're making a run, and we're going to we're going to we're going to borrow and buy and rent a couple of pe- players, and we're going to go for it." Um, and that's what you see. It's super exciting. It's one of the best, uh, you know, free agency trade deadline things that happen from year to year. There's not always a ton of moves, but there's always a lot of strategic moves, a lot of strategy moving around where you go, okay, there's a, there's a thing going on here. And the, these are the guys that are really going for it. You know, the Colorados of the world, Tampa Bay's, the, you know, the Leafs, who, who's, who's doing it. So I want to give you a quick update on your top, uh, top five, uh, teams here because it tightened up quite a bit. 
Uh, Colorado Avalanche currently are the uh, are the favorites to win the Stanley Cup at plus four twenty five. Tampa Bay Lightning plus six fifty. Maple Leafs at plus seven hundred, and the Golden Knights plus eight hundred. Followed by the by, believe it or not, the Hurricanes, and then the Bruins are kind of in there um, outside of it. But your real top, your top four teams that are that are really got the uh, the of note are the Avs, Lightning, uh, Leafs, and and the Knights. Now we all know that what that happened with the Leafs, they'll have a first round exit. Um, in their uh, in their division playoffs, so that's 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 a foregone conclusion. To, uh, Tampa Bay, um, uh, you know, defending champs, they're just unreal. They're just you you just put them up there and you go, yeah, they they'll probably win. If you, if if in a month, two and a half months from now, um, you were like Tampa Bay won, you'd be like, yeah, okay, that's that, that's that's fine. Um, here's my real favorite one, and the Knights, by the way, Knights, just the consistency they've had the last. For seasons since they came into the league, tons of experience, um, um, good contenders. Ran into a buzzsaw last year. Here's the deal, though. Speaking of buzzsaws, it's the Colorado Avalanche because the Avalanche are uh, you know tops of the league in terms of points and stuff. But um, we're forgetting how shitty of a start of the season that they had. Um, you know, get, to get they're just getting going. Nathan McKinnon is like, it's like watching Mike Trout play baseball. It's unbelievable watching what this guy can do. The best player, best player in the league. It's the guy that I just want on my team. Out of anybody, I don't care who scores or who's better. Or who's I just want that guy on my team right now in 2021. I'm starting a team. That's the guy. Just say, give me him, and and then I find a goalie. Um, they're unbelievable. And at plus 425, I think those are good odds for them to do it. But in, just in terms, they might not be good enough. That that might be some value there because of, um, yeah, their record does not reflect. They, they just got off to such a slow start. So. I uh, wanted to cover that real quick there. Those are your top um, contenders. Um, let's talk MLB futures because we haven't really addressed it uh, too much since the season just started and you never really know um, what's going to happen. We'll talk quick pennant. I'm going to give you a rundown of the pennant, um, ALNL. We'll just talk about the top uh, three or four, depending on what the odds are from, from uh, the AL and the NL. Um, starting the uh, American League, the Yankees are still favored at uh, plus 285. Then you got your White Sox at plus 450, Astros plus 750, and the Minnesota Twins at plus 850. Um, basically, that that line hasn't moved much for the Yankees, even though they're not, you know, flying out the gates here as as everyone expected them, them to be. It's come down a little bit, but they are um, very much the favorite favorites out of the AL. Um, and and we'll I'll show you what the World Series odds look like. It'll all make a little more sense. Over to the NL, the Dodgers, of course, plus 160. So that's a that's a huge. Like it's just like if if you can't with that pitching depth go back to the World Series, you're out of your minds. This is they're, they're fire everybody and just just is uh, start again. Uh, then the Padres at plus four seventy five, the Mets at plus six seventy five. You can see how the like the competitive nature of the NFL, the NL, sorry, is uh, is isn't reflected in the AL. Uh, then you got the Braves at plus eight hundred, and then it just goes downhill from there, um, basically. Um, and that leads us to what those World Series odds look like. Um, because the Dodgers are actually the favorite. That's kind of reflected in their pennant odds too, which are basically uh, an alley-oop set of odds. Um, and then it goes Yankees, plus 675. And then you go Padres, White Sox, Mets, but it goes from plus 800, plus 12, plus 12, Braves to plus 14. It's basically here we're going to have a Dodgers-Yankees World Series is what the odds makers are saying. Maybe the Padres sneak in, but it's doubtful. Um but it's pretty interesting to uh, to just see the disparity there between the teams. There's no parity, right? We have all these 
you know, you, you look at the, the, the odds on the side of the NHL, they're pretty tight um, for all of these teams. And there's always big upsets, too. There's the, the, the big teams, the, the, the President's Cup winners, um, they never, you know, they never win the freaking um, Stanley Cup. It's happened like one or two times, right? So it's like you always know and expect something to go down um, when it comes to hockey. But there's just parody, right? It's just it's a freaking tough. It's tough to win. Um, but in the in right now with these World Series odds, we're looking at it going, holy crap! Yeah, you're saying it's 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 Dodgers Yankees. By the way, Yankees at plus six seventy five. I don't think they're going to do it. By the way, but if you're a Yankee fan, you're not going to get a better odds than close to seven to one for the Yankees to win the World Series at this point in the season. Um, another big thing, and I'm I'm going to mention it more and more. We got into the end of last season. Um, but on the bet on at bet online they they have wicked props they've really done a, a phenomenal shot job um, uh, elaborating and allowing people to have a bit of fun and this is formula one I don't know if you watch drive to survive by the way I've been on the whole racing thing like I, I I'm the type of person that stays up and watches as much as the 24 hour of Le Mans as I can like the 24 hour race it was race for 24 straight hours I am tweeting at the guys at four o'clock in the morning I'm, I'm a bit of I'm a bit of a, a nutcase in that regard, um, but always been massive. Um, obviously, if you like racing, you like Formula One. Um, and uh, the good thing about Formula One is, th- is that um, <clears throat> the guys that bet online are really are really adding some extra fun to it. So you can not only just bet on the winners, you can bet on qualifiers, you can bet on head-to-head matchups, you can bet on qualifying positions. It's really awesome. Um, fastest laps that they have. So let's just go into that real quick. Um, we're gonna go. We just talk a bit about the uh, um, the fastest qualifiers. I'm gonna talk about the fastest lap, and then we'll talk about who's gonna who's gonna kind of win the whole the whole race. So re- this weekend is the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. That's what I mean. It's it's a uh, it's a wild one. Um, <laughs> yeah, the the Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. Obviously, it's in Italy um, because I mean I, I can't. I don't know what I don't know how how my accent didn't give that away. Um, this is, this is a track though. That's like named after, um, Enzo Ferrari. Um, um, they called it Imola, right? Um, that was the track name. Now they, now they, they enunciate it. Um, it was the home of the Italian Grand Prix from like in the way back in the day. So you might, if you're an old racing, you hear Imola and Italian Grand Prix, but it, it doesn't happen. It's not called that anymore. Um, and then San Marino was the latest San Marino Grand Prix um, was what they called it. Now it's the Emilio-Romagna Grand Prix. It's at the Autodromo Enzo Ferrari. Um, I love all these crazy Italian names. So you expect Ferrari is, you know, it's not Monza. They're not racing a Monza here, but this is a big this is a big deal for Ferrari, and they're in their home track. So to speak, second race of the season, coming off a couple of weeks after the first one where Lewis Hamilton, you know, super champ, um, squeaked out a win with some funky pit strategies and some decoys by his partner um, on the Mercedes team managed to take that Max Verstappen out. Verstappen was actually the favorite. Max Verstappen races for Red Bull. Um, He's a wild man. He is like, oddsmakers love this guy. It's been, you know, years of him chasing down Lewis Hamilton and the Mercedes team. Sorry, it's not even just Hamilton. It's the entire Mercedes team. They made some changes, though, um, in the funding and in how much you can spend, almost a cap 
um, this year into uh, in, into Formula One. Um, so people are expecting that it's going to be way tighter because you just just don't have it's not like the MLB where you just can spend willy nilly as much as you want on research and development. And Mercedes has just been dominating from a constructor standpoint for so long. Like it's just, just the car is just so much faster, even when. Um, during the weird season last year, Lewis Hamilton got COVID. I pulled in this kid, threw him in the Mercedes, and had they not messed up um, a tire change in the pits, he would have won the race in the car. Like, just coming out the, out the gates. Never never driven it before. You know, that's how fast the Mercedes cars were. Just So just the, the, the technical, um, uh, the, the equipment that they're using is, is far superior. This year, we find out it's not. The Red Bull cars are keeping up with them. Qualifying times... Uh, shoot, it was a second in the first race of the season that Max Verstappen in the uh, in the Red Bull um, qualified first. He got the pole position over Lewis Hamilton um, by a, a big margin, like a really big margin, which doesn't really happen. Um, it's usually really, really tight. It was like, holy shit, this kid is way faster than Hamilton. And by all rights, should have uh, you know won this race, made a pass at the end. Um, where he was catching Hamilton. Hamilton's on old tires, um, but just did it in the wrong spot and got penalized. And uh, Hamilton is the savvy vet, held him off. Anyways, um, let's look into qualifying um, odds for for the uh, Emilia Romagna Grand Prix. Okay, um, so the fastest qualifier odds are uh, Max Verstappen at plus one twenty and Lewis Hamilton at plus one sixty. Um, he, uh, yeah, I mean those are pretty even odds. Here's the deal. I think that the um, it becomes a coin flip here. Um, it, it becomes a coin flip of like um, the, between these two at this at this race track. Um, Hamilton won it last year, obviously. Um, um, it was a very a pole position went to his partner in the Mercedes in, in Valtteri Bottas, but it was a one-two for Mercedes um, last year. Okay, for this race, it's a it's a fairly new race, right? The track has been slightly changed, and things are, um, um, like uh, the things things have been basically exactly the same as Imola, but they've called it and repackaged it as a brand new race on the circuit as of last year, right? So there's not a lot of historical stuff, but um, this is Hamilton's track or Hamilton or Abbas's track here, um, and uh, Hamilton did the fastest lap on this, so bit of a coin toss for that. But the odds for uh, for that is Verstappen's plus 120, Hamilton's plus 160, Valtteri Bottas is only plus 350. I think this is exactly how they land. I think I'm going to go Max 1, uh, Hamilton 2, uh, Bottas 3, just because I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, Daniel Ricciardo did come in. Um, he came in third. Like he, he got a podium. I, guess, I think that's his last podium that he, he got when he was driving for Renault. Uh, maybe the only podium. Um um, last year, I'm trying to th- I'm trying to remember here. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think it was that was his last one. Um, but but anyways, he left to come to McLaren. He does love this track. He needed a little help last year to get get here. Um, we'll see what he does. But this this track was only ever considered uh, to be like a one off race because of the the global pandemic that's happening that happened last year. They restructured restructured and changed everything. Um, so it's kind of weird. These guys probably didn't even expect to be racing here again for quite some time. Anyways, um, those are the qualifications. Let's just talk about the uh, um, the race itself because right now, Verstappen 
is the favorite at plus 125, Hamilton at plus 140, Bottas at plus 500. They got Perez, by the way, who is in Red Bull now, um, who was weirdly in, he's, he's, he's just getting used to the car, plus 1600. Pierre Gasly, the first, um, the first time that you see a, uh, a Ferrari is Charles Leclerc um, at plus 400. Um, which is which is nuts. And uh, Ricardo, who came in third, he's way down the list at uh, at plus eight thousand. A couple guys to take a look at. Yuki Tsunoda, this Japanese kid, um, he's really fast. Keep an eye out for him. Um, he's an absolute, yeah, he's an absolute uh, uh, speed demon out there. Um, I don't know where he's gonna. He's not gonna win this thing, but he might be up there higher than uh, we think. Um, sorry, I digress. I could talk about that all day. Let's, uh, let's move on to the big event of the weekend, which is so weird to say this. And normally as a fan of things like boxing and mixed martial arts, I would normally and have in the past probably just said, forget about it. Um, but in speaking with, uh, our friends over at Ben online, um, and the, uh, the type of response that they're getting from this event, we just, we can't, we would do a disservice to, ourselves to uh to actually ignore it so we're not going to because it's a real thing whether we like it or not or endorse it or not the fact of the matter is um this weird sideshow blooper of a of a youtube guy okay there's this youtube guy deciding to be a professional fighter right he just decided to do that he fought another youtube guy I guess is that it's that not that wacky of a notion. You have a two two rivals in YouTube, and then you say, well, "Let's do a charity boxing match or whatever boxing match." Um, that's how it started. This Jake Paul guy who is just uh, he, he's an unceremonious douche, like at the highest level, million followers on YouTube. He does stupid stuff. I don't, I don't really know. You know, a lot of these guys have these uh, uh, distinct talents. Um, this guy, did, I, he has none that I can that I can. Uh, garner from like watching his youtube things like he's got high energy and he goofs off and stuff which i guess is kind of but he's not like clever or funny or anything uh um that of note that you're like oh i see why people like this guy i don't really know um maybe i'm too old but i don't think i'm that old and uh and anyways he's a guy that decided to do he, he had a, some bouts against other youtubers and enjoyed it decided to have a professional bout he's had two bouts he beat so you'll remember this if you don't um, by knocking out Nate Robinson, the basketball player, who's like 150 years old, knocked him out cold. Um, and everybody was like, whoa, what the heck? So he fancies himself a boxer. Now he's going to take on a guy um, named Ben Askren, who you probably have heard of, you probably should have heard of, um, because he's a he's a mixed martial artist that's been around. He's 36 years old, so he's not too old. By the way, for MMA years, you're just like coming into your prime. Um the guy's a the guy's you know a phenomenal mixed martial artist, right? He he went to the uh, um to he went golden world championships. He's division one, like I, I believe he's a national champion, um, a division one NCAA, NCAA national champion. Um, he's won the yeah world championship, and this is all wrestling though, right? Um, went to, like the Pan American Games. I think he went to the Olympics where he was in a qualifier. Uh, no, he went. Yeah, he went to the Olympics. I don't think he did very well. But that being said, he went into mixed martial arts as a lot of West wrestlers do, and did very, very well at like Bellator. Um, won a championship there. You know, he was undefeated for about a decade, like or ten fights anyway. Uh, went over to the UFC. Didn't do great in the UFC. Um, 
unfortunately. Um, he lost to, uh, well, he's the guy who, who, who got the flying knee from Masvidal like two years ago. Remember that? Um, Masvidal just like the fastest knockout of all time. He just took the, took the knee to the face. Um, also lost a grappling match to Damian Maya. Um, so, but this guy before that was basically undefeated. Um, before, you know what I mean? He's 19 and two in mixed martial arts, uh, took a knee to the face by, uh, uh Masvidal. Um, but that's the guy, that's the guy. He's, he's coming out of retirement, so to speak, to fight this guy is a boxing match. He's not a great boxer. He's a self-professed, not a very good boxer. And, uh, and the surprising thing is, and uh, this is where I'm getting to it, um, is that, um, he's the underdog versus like a dude who's just like a kid who's like 25 or 30 years old um, who's had two professional boxing matches against clear amateurs, by the way. The first one that I saw looked really bad. It was just like two two guys flailing at each other for a little bit. It was terrible to watch. Um, and the fight against uh, uh, Nate Robinson, he didn't look very good. He just landed against this old guy. He was just throwing haymakers. Like He looked terrible. By the way, he's just a terrible boxer. So he's an underdog. Switching from uh, pure grappler to uh, to boxer, um, not a very big underdog, but a plus one twenty underdog versus Jake Paul, who's minus one fifty right now. Now you have guys like Dana White coming out and saying, "Hey, I'm betting like a half a million dollars on Ben Askren to just clean this guy's clock." Me, as a uh, fight sports enthusiast and have been for a very very long time, I've done play by play analysis. I've uh, trained, you know, as much as I could in all of these disciplines. Um, uh, cannot conceivably wrap my head around the fact that a Olympic medalist, albeit in wrestling, but striking is a big part of being successful in mixed martial arts. He has a very successful decades-long career as a world champion in mixed martial arts, a sport where um, whether you're good at it or not, comparatively, you have literally spent thousands and thousands of hours of hard sparring. You've been in fights with people who are professional, who are better strikers than you at every level and managed to win you know using his wrestling taking guys down but imagine to not get knocked out how, how would i say that imagine to not just get punched and beat up he's gonna go into the ring um albeit after some time off against a kid who who for what you see on video is not very good at what he does he's, he's not a very good boxer if you want to compare him to professional boxers um not very good boxer uh, it has a bit of a size disadvantage um, against him, um, but he's five ten. It's not like he, not like Askren's small. He's not a small guy. He's a, he's he's a little bit above average height for a guy. He's going to go in. My brain can't wrap my head around how he does not use his experience, his savvy, his chin um, to just dance around this guy and pick him apart and put him to sleep. I don't know, but odds don't say that. Minus one fifty is uh, is Jake Paul, and a lot of the money, according to the f- folks that bet online, is coming in. On this guy, so it's it's really wild, um, but it's a big deal. So I encourage you um, to watch this thing. Like I, I don't want to give any money to any of these guys, um, <laughs> or Ben Askren. But give give money money to Ben, but not to this Jake Paul um, fool. Total, absolute, you know, complete and utter. Uh, Muppet of a person, like he's just a terrible person, as far as I can tell. I don't, I don't know him personally, but as far as I can tell, the the person he puts out there is uh is is not a very good. And even in their their correspondence and selling the fight, I know you got to play the bad guy, right? But you have you, what happens is like when you when you go, 
when you go to somebody who isn't overtly like talented uh, as a speaker or isn't that like witty or clever or sharp, you know, not that you're not a smart person, but there's a difference between a smart person and being like a sharp orator, you know, somebody who can stand out there and like um, uh, put on the spectacle that they want, right? When that happens, and it happens in the fight game all the time, because a lot of times um, people that aren't, uh, or, you know, fighters or wrestlers or whatever aren't, aren't what I would uh, consider these great speakers. Some are phenomenal and some are not. Um, what happens though, when people take it upon themselves to go be this person, they just look dumb and, and bad. And uh, this is what's been happening. Then Askren, he's just kind of measured and calm and chill. And, and this Jake Paul guy is just yapping around. He just looks exactly just terrible. Like it's just, you can play the heel, but still have some charisma. Uh, he's not been doing it very well. So this is tomorrow night. Um, it's, it's, it's called fight.tv. It's on fight.tv, F-I-T-E.tv. Um, TV. It's the Triller Fight Club. Um, so just to continue with the mockery of these terrible names and things, um, <laughs> it's called Triller. Um, Triller Fight Club. Um, and uh, and it's on tomorrow evening. It's going to be pretty interesting. There's an undercard to it as well. The only other uh, fight of note that I'm going to talk about there because I uh, um, I had to because I was like, I was so surprised. Um, you have... Um, Frank Mir. Yes, that Frank Mir taking on Steve Cunningham on this undercard here. And you can bet on it. You can bet on Frank Mir. He's a plus 1,200 underdog here. Steve Cunningham is plus 2,500. I don't know what happened to the money. I think uh, Mir might need it because, holy crap. Yeah, he's coming out of retirement to um, to take on um, Steve Cunningham in a boxing match. It, it's actually really just weird. Um, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what like if I was being punked or if it was like a um, some sort of a weird like publicity stunt. I don't know what the heck it was. But uh, the fact is, I, I had to look into it, and and there you go. Like he's he's actually gone uh, going to to take on a at forty one years old. Okay, he's gonna have his first professional boxing. Um, fight against um, um, an American professional boxer. Now he's 44. He's, he's Steve Cunningham's um, older, but he was like a big cruiserweight. You probably have heard of him. Like he, he's held titles, or he, he fought for titles, um, you know, a few times in his life. Like and he's he's held some not like the major, major ones. By the way, he's got a lot of fights under his under his belt. But he like he drew a fight against Antonio Tarver, which is a guy you know. And we're going back like a long time here. I don't know what year that was. It was a long time ago. But I mean, he's a journeyman kind of guy. He 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 he's won like you know IBF title here and there. He didn't hold it for too long. But he's a <laughs> a forty four year old professional boxer. All right, unbelievable. So. Uh, Mir's on it, and he's a massive underdog, and he's probably going to get absolutely destroyed, and I don't know what he's doing, but there you go. The train wreck of YouTube and all this crap comes to a head um, this Saturday. Uh, you can watch that, and you can get up real early at like 4 in the morning, and you can watch some Formula One racing, and there's hockey on all week, weekend. Uh, this is a great way to send your Friday off to you with, with all of this fun information that you probably didn't even know existed out there. I'm David D. Make sure you go check out Bet online. If you want to use or bet on any of this stuff, like you can spend days in here. 
Like, like in this Ben Askren, Jake Paul fight, you can spend all the time in the world just going through all of the fun stuff that you can, that you can bet on. Um, it's actually like, it actually gets wild. Like, like will, will Askren get knocked down and still win? Will, um, when, what round will, will they win in? Will they win on points? What's the color of their gloves? Um, is it going to, is it going to end super fast, right? Like the, the four second knockout Askren, Askren got, will it go the distance? Uh, will there be a knockdown? Who gets knocked down? All of these fun things at Bet Online. Head over there, and you can just—I mean, it's going to be a train wreck anyway. So you might as well have some fun with it and throw some money on some of this goofy stuff. Uh, I'm Damon D. This has been the Under Review Show. We'll talk to you next week. Adios, muchachos.